Hi, this is Theo, and you're listening to Between Two Trains. Twice a month, we bring you great stories of entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area. This episode, your hosts are Van Pappas and Dr. Rachel Weimer. And now, Between Two Trains. Welcome to another episode of Between Two Trains. My name is Van Pappas, your host, and today my co-host is Dr. Rachel Weimer, who's been with us many times before. Rachel, welcome back Hello. to the show. Thank you for having me here. So how is the chiropractic business? Great. September has been great. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Now this is two years for you, or this is no, one year? year? You're still one year? Year and a half. Year and a half. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to have a party at year two. Yes, Absolutely. Well, today we have a very special guest. His name is Jeff Kazan. Did I pronounce that right, Jeff? You did, yeah. All right. Jeff is with uh, Go Sports, and uh, they are right here in Shambly on Peachtree Boulevard in the uh, Guardian building. Uh, Jeff, tell us a second about what exactly is Go Sports. Sure, yeah. It actually started out of Go Kickball uh, 14 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been that long, but basically myself and a couple others came up with the idea to... Um, put together some type of social sport that people, everyone could play, right? So there's softball, soccer, flag football, volleyball. You have to be competitive and somewhat athletic to play those sports. But we were all playing kickball out in Piedmont Park, and it was amazing how many people kept joining us. We're all single at the time, so it was a great way to meet girls or guys as well. (laughs) But at the same time, everyone was having a great experience. So um, I was in technology with a software company at that time, but I got the, the idea of what would it look like to start a company like this. So I uh, pulled in a couple buddies, and we launched it, and it was uh, more challenging than we thought launching it, without a doubt. You think starting a business is, you don't think about all the details you have to go through. Uh, but the good news was um, that first season in spring 2006 went very well, and um, the first two years, uh, we were all still just working kind of on the side. And I left my full-time job to do it full-time and about two years in. And the whole goal was to really take our model that we had here in Atlanta, which we had probably like probably four, upwards of 4,000 people playing with us each season. 4,000? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That playing time. kickball. Playing kickball, man. We still wow. do today, each season. But taking that yes. model and taking it into some other cities as well. So, so. you've now franchised this out to other cities, or is it all still part of one organization? Yeah, it's more of an operatership. If okay. you think about like the... Chick-fil-A model. Now, okay. stores are more operatorships than a franchise compared to like a Wendy's or Burger King. Gotcha. Um, so we went the operatorship model. We have people that lead these markets in other cities. And How uh, many cities are we talking we're about? We're in about 30 cities now. 30 cities? I saw that. Yeah. There's a ton. Yeah. yeah. 30 cities yeah. throughout the whole country or just in the southeast? Throughout, throughout the country. Throughout yeah. the we're country. We're predominantly in the southeast, but we've, we've got some groups in Colorado. All and, stemming um, from... Playing kickball at Piedmont Park. Yeah. That's where yeah. it all started. That's Correct. Yep. So yeah. t- talk a little bit about how challenging it was to make that jump. You're working for a software company. You got a job, a paycheck, mm-hmm. and now you say, hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. How scary was that? Well, I think you probably both know myself as well. It, at first, it was doing it part-time. You still got that safety net of your full-time job. Right. Sure it was a side gig that. at that point. But this was just a side thing. We had a few other people. We were helping each other out. But as it started growing, we started feeling the pressure of how do we keep up with this? Uh, what made it easy for me is, uh, I mean, it's easier. We didn't, 
at that time, startups weren't as much of a thing as they are now, right? The whole software startup craze has happened and people are raising money. So we didn't raise any money. We put our own money in. And um, about two years in, the, the, the company was performing at a level that it could justify a comfortable salary. So it's not like I was taking a risk of leaving my current company to come and hardly have any salary right. and try to grow it, right? It was at least there where I was comfortable. It, it helped also. I was still, uh, where I was, I was still single at the time. It was right when I was had met my girlfriend and my wife. Playing kickball? Um, I actually met her playing kickball. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, yeah. A love story for um, the ages. Was, I, can, I can see the movie now. The first season, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> who, it's amazing who, who how plays, we get... Who plays Jeff in the movie? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I don't want to answer that one. Yeah. Wait, so I think that's impressive. Two years in, you were able to jump ship and yeah. feel super comfortable. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say super comfortable, but, but yeah, but you're right. <laughs> now let's yeah, talk about... That's, that's impressive. I did. It was able to do that, and... My, the biggest anxiety I was having at that time was my whole goal was to take, build a model that we could take into other cities. I love that. And if it didn't work, I was like, uh-oh, right? It didn't work. Now I got to go, go back into the work world. But fortunately, we were able to, um, I'm from originally from Ohio and went to Ohio State. So I had some friends back in Columbus, Ohio. We got into Columbus, Ohio first. And okay. then it just, we got into Denver and just we started, you know, the model started working. And um, from there, it got more comfortable. Let's, let's talk about the pricing model. So how does the company actually make money? So is it strictly just um, league fees? You know, I want to play, I'm going to pay a fee to join the league? Yeah. The majority of it is registration fees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do get some sponsorship fees as well, uh, but that's a smaller amount compared to the overall registration fees. Okay. So and we can do a better round? job of that. It is mostly. Um, okay. there, it depends on the market, the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, it's always spring, summer, fall, and then like here in Atlanta, we can do a, uh, we do a winter season. Uh, we don't have as many. We might have a you know four or five leagues compared to like right now we have probably twenty. I think we have twenty six leagues around Atlanta in Atlanta and just Atlanta alone. Yeah, but the southern markets we we were we've gotten in Tampa and a couple others down there, and they do the opposite. They they take off summer and they play fall, winter, spring, as you can imagine. But okay. it's so it's generally them. Yeah. Okay. So it started with you and a couple of buddies. Now, today, 2019, how many employees are there? Yeah. Well, employees-wise, we just have what we call our home office here mm-hmm. in Chambly. Here in Chambly. And then we're, we, you know, about 30 cities, we run the leagues, and we've got someone that leads it in each one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are all basically contractors, right? So they're, they're not W-2 employees. Yeah. They, they are 100% commission-based to go run it well, and we've got a model that works for them where they're highly incented. We've got some market directors that are making six figures. Wow. Um, but it doesn't take a lot of, you know, a timing. The couple people that I mentioned there, um, like Birmingham, Alabama, the guy's done extremely well. And, he, and he's done a lot of great work. He took our model and implemented it well. Um, but he still has his main job as well. So he's done huh. He's done very nicely. And there's a, several other cities and situations like that. So employee-wise, it's smaller, but the total number of people you know, including referees and things like that, where it's about 250 people. Wow. So, yeah. And so the, the location you all are in here in Chambly, y'all have been there for a while now. How long we has have, it been? This is our seventh year here. Seventh year. Yeah. Why Why there? What What precipitated you to come to Chambly at that time? Because that was pre how hot Chambly is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hot exactly. now. It's hot. Yes, it is. So why, why there at that time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, at, at that time... Um, I wanted to stay, and not just wanted, but needed to stay inside the perimeter. 
We wanted to be along the MARTA line. A lot of the people that work for us are 20-somethings, right? Mm -hmm. That the product is targeted to a 21 to 40-year-old demographic, albeit we've got people on their 40s and 50s and 60s that play in corporate teams. Mm -hmm. But it's the average age with us is 26, 27 years old. So the people that are working with us kind of fit that same demographic and want to live in town. So we've actually had some people that don't have cars and they take the MARTA here and come work with us. Um, but I, so I wanted to be inside the perimeter in a, near a MARTA line. Um, Shanley just kind of worked. Plus, from a cost perspective, at that time, we were able to get a good amount of space because we need some warehouse space for all of our inventory and equipment that we can ship out to all of our markets mm -hmm. each season. Uh, so it just that worked out. We're able to have a, a front office where we are and the back office. So right, yeah, that's, so that's, that's what I was going to ask. That brick and mortar that you have is not. For some reason, every time I drive by, I think that it's a kickball no. place. Yeah, or, or you're like not a, playing kickball like in soccer yeah, or something. This is just an, an office space. Yes, we've actually That's had people it. come in and ask. Is yeah. there big soccer fields? In right, soccer right. Yes. No, yeah. But the majority of it is a different business. It is. The majority okay. of the whole building is Guardian Storage. Right. Got it. We're so, one of the only ones that are not. Okay. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I think I remember coming into your business years ago um, when we, before we had a chamber, when I was the president of the business mm -hmm. association. I don't yes. know if I met you at that time or not. We did. I did we meet that. then? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a kind of cool little mm -hmm. office. At that time, they had like ping pong tables and stuff for the employees. Yeah, we and still out, do that. You still so have that? a great ping pong tournament. <laughs> well, you mentioned work life balance, right? That's right. <laughs> since Rachel mentioned about, uh, you know, thinking there was an actual kickball in there. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, you have to have fields for people to play on. How, how do you, I mean, what fields are yeah. you using? How do you get that? You know, do you have to rent these fields? Sure, we do. That's probably the one challenge to this the entire product is, that's not in our control, is the field space. So we rely and we work with Parks and Rec, um, even schools. You know, there's certain school districts or schools that we know we can use their fields. Uh, we've even worked with churches sometimes that got field space. But it's wherever we get field space, that's uh, obviously you want to be in an optimal area that your players are comfortable traveling to and are safe. Um, obviously, Piedmont Park is ideal in Atlanta. It's mm -hmm. the epicenter of the city. Uh, but here in Atlanta alone, we're in, uh, we do, we actually play here at Keswick Park, some in Shambly. We play a, a lot. We've been probably the, our entire, well, 13 years at Linwood Park in Brookhaven. Uh, we're up in Kennesaw, uh, Marietta. Uh, we've been up in Gwinnett in the past. Um, predominantly, we're inside the perimeter, though. Um, Hammond Park and Sandy Springs, we've mm -hmm. been there for years. Mm -hmm. uh, in that, inside the city, we play at a lot of city of Atlanta parks. Uh, Piedmont Park, Cohen Park, Candler Park, um, quite a few. So um, Shady Valley Park. Now, if, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't know the whole business that well, but isn't there also a second component to this. It's not just about playing kickball, right? Isn't there a social aspect sure. to it? Yeah. Talk sure. to us about that. Yeah. Well, that's ultimately what the product is, to be honest, right? It, um, one thing that I always really uh, enjoyed is the how, what what is the product we're putting on, right? Is it just kickball or is it is it something larger, right? And our, our tagline is Atlanta's premier social experience or America's premier social experience. So for each city, right? And our goal is to provide a great social outlet for our players. Um, whether our players are doing it for to be active and to be outdoors, to just be with friends. You think about when you come out of college, you're used to being with your friends and seeing them daily, right? And now all of a sudden you're in a work world and you don't get to see anyone anymore. And you miss that. You need that, right? Well, this is one day a week where I know I'm going to get to see my friends. And you're going to get to meet a whole lot of new people. Um, we, we touched on, I actually met my wife doing this literally over the very first season. 
Uh, we've had hundreds. I mean, I don't know if we're in the thousands, but literally hundreds of people that have met, have uh, gotten married, had babies. They even call them kickball babies. Kickball babies. So it's a great story to to hear the stories of people that come together. We even people will submit these to us. They're like, hey, you, I want to share my story. You That's it's a great so like cool. video blog. It is, yeah. So our team does. They try to do a good job with that. Um, so that's the good that's part great. of all of it. But ultimately, it is around the, the overall social experience of, of, of connecting people. And that's what we look at this is I don't look at us as necessarily running a kickball business or a sports and social business. I look at it as kickball and the other social sports are the tool that we use to bring people together, to get them outdoors, to be active. You know, social media is great and all, but it's a little bit overboard, right? I mean, some people in this, this new generation coming up, they hardly get outside because they just they're glued to their computers. Yeah. They're glued to social media. Well, that's not healthy, and it'll catch up with you eventually, right? It's not healthy relationship-wise, emotionally, mentally, physically, definitely, right? So we provide that outlet where you can go, have fun, run around, kind of leave all your worries behind, so to speak. Nice, nice. So you have different sponsors for each team, restaurant sponsors, or no? For each league, yeah. For each league. So okay. we'll have some overall sponsors that just want to sponsor our league to get in front of the 20, 30-something demographic. Um, but for each league, there is a local restaurant sponsor, like Mellow Mushroom's been our sponsor for years, um, Tin Lizzie's. There's a lot of different locations like that that um, generally after the league is done during that, you know, so it's an eight-week season. Once you play, it's usually an hour game at the fields. Then everyone goes to the league bar afterwards. And we usually have specials there, some food specials and drink specials. specials, And um, everybody just continues to meet. And that's really where a lot of people get a chance to meet um, across teams and things. So for those singles uh, listening to this, don't go to Match.com or any of the <laughs> online dating services. Go to Go. Yeah. Sports, yeah. go what's the website? Go, go, go kickball.com. Go kickball.com yeah. to go meet your there. next mate. Yeah. I see a whole advertising <laughs> campaign around meeting your mate. Yeah. At- Ironically, match.com reached out to us. Really? And they did a sponsorship with us a couple years ago and they were wanting us to be one of their activities. So they were trying something where when they match people up, yeah. they wanted to then offer, hey, here's go do this or this on your date. Right. And Kickball was to make a, it a, a little easier to, to yeah. meet yeah. that new person. Yeah. So I'm not. And we don't want to say we're matchmaking. I mean, we do, even in our system, you can register as a captain and then get a team, or you can register to be on a team as an invite, or you can also register as a free agent, we call it. Like if I don't know anyone, if you don't know I just anyone. Play, we have a lot of people that, you know, hundreds of people every season agent. that do that. And what you, when you come on, we actually have what we call free agent matching technology. But it's basically... Oh, wait, wait, what is this? <laughs> free agent matching I a, technology. I do have a technology background, yeah, so I, can, I think go. I include some of that in there. But, um, basically, we will want to learn a little bit about the team itself. How old is this team? And what is this team looking for? You know, there's going to be people that are single and younger and want to run around. There's going to be people that are uh, a bit older and but still single or with couples and want to meet and still play and get out, right? Where if we can put them on the right teams together, they're going to have a better experience. And our technology, our system allows us to do that. Wow. So, But we're not a matching organization, but that does help. We've had um, uh, several people that were couples, and we were able to, our system was able to connect them with other teams that had couples, and they just had, they'd become best friends, right? That if they were on a team of, you know, younger people that were all single, just got out of college, they probably wouldn't have played the next season. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Did Did you write the algorithm for that? We did. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, you did. specifically, are you I a kinda, coder? I helped in it. Yeah. You helped, in, helped it? in it. Yeah. That is so yeah. fun. 
that's awesome. Yeah. Those are the little, it, it's helped we build our own sports management software, uh -huh. which most other groups like us, there's not many that just do kickball, there's only a couple, but a lot of just other sport and social groups, they really just use um, kind of someone else's software, uh, like a you, SaaS software. You but we built our own because there's so much value that can be added there. Yeah, so that's been one of the benefits, and that's what's allowed us to really scale nationally. There's no way we could get to 30 plus cities without this software. What it does for us uh, is powerful for our operations. Yeah. So let's talk about the entrepreneur side, getting back to that. So are you and a couple of buddies are the owners who's, who, I mean, yeah. you 100% owner or same, you got, how many no, partners still the same, do you have? We have four of us, right? Four, so yeah. it's, uh, we kind of pulled it together and I kind of took the lead on that, but pulled in three close friends that we all work together, all mm -hmm. sharp guys good business guys and they're all continuing to be successful in what they've done but us four are still all in it together and all the partner as partners and um, I left about two years in my job to do it full time and so I've been doing this for 12 years full time and, yeah, the, and, the, and the three partners they've just been like a board basically okay. they're, they're so they're, they're not day-to-day -day operations correct. of any yeah. kind yeah correct just yep. equity partners correct yeah gotcha yeah. gotcha yeah. well um Rachel, unless you got something else, we'll take a short break to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll come back and play the ever fun Hot or Not with Jeff and see how he does. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Jeff Hill with Remote Home Check. This is Regina Weir. Hi, this is Greg Burke. Hey, Jan Levy. Hi, this is Margaret from 3411 Coworking, and you've been listening to Between Two Trains. Looking for an affordable, functional, and creative space to work? Check out 3411 Coworking in downtown Chambly. They have flexible month-to-month -month office space options that include fiber internet, meeting rooms, printing, coffee, snacks, and networking events. 3411 Coworking is the perfect place for entrepreneurs, remote workers, and small business owners looking for a one-stop shop for your professional needs. Stop by for a tour Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and see how 3411 Coworking can work for you. Welcome back to Between Two Trains. We are talking today with Jeff Casson from Go Sports, Go Kickball, all those fun names. My co-host is Dr. Rachel Weimer. And Rachel, why don't you take the first hot or not? Okay, so my question is, with a business like this, where you have so many other locations and businesses and people running uh, the, sh the show in other places, how, do you make business plans? Do you have a five-year plan? Are there places that you want to be in five years? And how do you communicate that with your whole system? Yeah, what a great question. <laughs> is that hot? That's, <laughs> it is hot. Because it, it, it's something that I think about often, right? It is how do you do that when these people are so far away? And, you know, we're not at a level. I do look at other organizations that have this type of structure. I mean, franchisees' businesses are very similar to, um, I, you know, I looked at Chick-fil-A because they're an operatorship, similar to ours, as opposed to a franchisee, but it's still the same models. Well, those large organizations can just fly all their people in. They're full-time. It, it, it's a different world, whereas our people are part-time. Um, you know, we do have a good interview process on bringing them in, but uh, getting them aligned to where we're going and being consistent is a challenge. So our, our team our team at our home office here, that's part of our job is to always keep them, stay engaged. We're touching base with our with our people on the ground each city every week. And we know what they're doing. They're, it's, it's more of a, a partnership, mm -hmm. right, than them just on an island by themselves. But do they care as much about the vision and direction of the company? Probably not, mm -hmm. right? They're more, okay, this is my market in 
you know, in, in Denver or in Chattanooga or Birmingham or Charlotte. This is where I'm going, right? Now, they want the brand to be strong. It's a matter of, it's making, we got to make sure that the brand is strong because that, that helps them all as well. Mm -hmm. So, but that is, keeping that alignment is, it's always a, a balance. Yeah, that's interesting. Great question. You mentioned the brand. Uh, who came up? I mean, were you the one that came up with Go Sports or who came up with that name? Yeah, when my partners and I, we kind of got, we got together as we were looking and uh, that name was more scalable. You know, we were thinking about it. Initially, we were just thinking Atlanta kickball. We, we really thought this was going to be something then fun you're on stuck the side. With Atlanta. Yeah. So we we're like, well, let's at least, we really never thought that anyone would even be full time, so cool. let alone building a team. It was more of something fun on the side to provide to, you know, players out in the Atlanta markets. But our thought was, well, let's, let's at least design it scalable so that if for some reason we had interest in other cities, it would work. So we came up with Go, and then that time it was, here's what the product is, which at that time, you know, kickball was known for kids. People looked at us like we had two or three heads, right? <laughs> and, you know, it was, you know, even going to get field space, well, it, this is a soccer field. This isn't a kickball field. You don't play kickball on a soccer field. Well, this is a softball field. And it took a few years for people to get comfortable with that idea. And now it's become mainstream. And it's, you know, now I will talk to people and, oh, yeah, kickball. Yeah, adult kickball. But, you know, 10 plus years ago, it was, it was oh, is that third graders, fourth graders, elementary school kids playing? <laughs> Have you thought about doing anything other than you mentioned that there's some other organizations that do besides just kickball? I know another sure. big one for millennials and 20-somethings is wiffle ball. Yeah. You ever thought yeah. of adding wiffle ball to your... We did. We, we evaluated that. We do, we do do some other sports now. That kind of falls under the kind of Go Sports Unlimited and Go Sport and Social Club as we've kind of got that. Uh, we just launched the other sports this year. So we actually do, in, in some cities... Um, Atlanta and Charlotte and a couple of other sports and some other Dallas uh, but basically um, softball flag football soccer volleyball we are doing those as well because they're perfect compliments yeah um, but we also want to make sure that we know dodgeball we do do no we do dodge, dodgeball? we've done dodgeball for years oh I, should I say love that, that. Yes, I do, do, do you do dodgeball well. for old farts like me <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it is the best because exercise I need, I need, you'll ever get. I need to be you on a dodgeball out. team where guys can't throw really hard. I don't need a 25-year-old yeah. beaming me with you a dodgeball. You probably play kickball then. Yeah. <laughs> it is, I'll tell you, I, I, I'm getting older now too, so I don't play as much. But playing dodgeball, you're out there for 45 minutes to an hour. I mean, you Just are moving. beat. Yeah. Right? I mean, this was the, before the CrossFits and things, but I mean, the burn you know burn places now but basically you're just you're wore out your heart is racing you're just you can't even hardly breathe because so um, you're just as the movie goes right duck dive dip you're moving everywhere right and balls are flying and you're trying to get it it, it is fun but it's it's a different right the kickball is much more around the social experience of bringing people together you know the reason why we do that versus these other sports so i'm of greek descent we have a different kind of kickball we call it i mean a different kind of dodgeball we call it Greek dodgeball. You ever okay. heard of Greek dodgeball? I'm not. It's different because... Piqued my interest. Yes, because <laughs> instead of just having people on two sides, the team can have players behind oh. the oh, line. Oh, really? So you can throw from either direction. Mm. It makes it very challenging. What? Yes. 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 Greek dodgeball. We played that. We played that at the Greek church for years. Well, Rachel, dodgeball was just not challenging enough for them, I so they might as well... Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, um, getting back to the hotter knots. So you mentioned how you met your spouse <clears throat> playing uh, kickball. Hot or not, um, working with a spouse or being married to an entrepreneur like yourself, would you would you say that's a hot thing or not such a hot thing? Who are you asking? I'm asking you. Yes. I'm asking you, that's but I, I'd question. be interested in what you think yeah. your spouse uh, thinks about it. She would definitely say not. She doesn't, she doesn't yeah. like being married to an entrepreneur. No, no. no, I, no. <laughs> Yet she I married you anyways. I, yeah. Well, when we did meet, I was still in corporate. Oh. She, we, that definitely comes up every ah. now and then. Did, did you, had you like gotten married before yeah. you left the corporate job or y'all were still dating? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were, no, we were actually married. You were already married. Job. And she supported it all. So I will say that she, she loved the product. She really enjoys so, it So all. how did that conversation, Her, you come home from work, said, honey, I think I'm quitting my job and doing yeah. this full time. Yeah. <laughs> well, she kind of, it kind of built up. We started yeah. seeing the success of a go kickball and the need. So then it was the conversations were starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Do we need to, someone's going to have to take on and lead this. Mm-hmm. Do we hire someone? Do I step away and do this? So it was a build up to it. And there wasn't, again, it wasn't like you're going into a startup from day one and wondering, is this going to work? It has now been proven it's working. So it was a little easier. Kids? Do you have kids? I do. I've got two young children now. Okay. Yeah. So is this, uh, this sort of goes in the context of your entrepreneurship and building and planning, one day you're going to be as old as I am and you're going to say, hey, I've got these kids, they're now adults. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your view on legacy planning and businesses passing that along? Is this something you're trying to build for, you know, a family business or yeah. once you retire, that's it? Yeah, sure. Good question. Um, you know, I think for this business, since there is four partners mm-hmm. and it, it, so it's not just my business, right? It's not like I'm grooming my family for that. It, what I do think is I, I, I do believe in entrepreneurship. It can be challenging, right? There's a reason why most people work at corporate, right? It's the, the anxiety, the safety of getting that check without yeah, a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. And just the, the, I, I, I can hardly remember a time now, but I remember a time when the weekends I didn't think about work at all. Yes. Right. When my corporate job, I just Friday, I couldn't wait for Fridays and the weekend was just enjoyable. And now it's, I'm kind of on call. Yeah. Right. All the time. And Cause they're playing every on Saturday, Saturday. Sunday, there's something going on. And if yeah. something comes up, yeah, around the country, something comes up or even just if there's issues with, you know, someone gets injured. Um, there's all, there's always something right. That's there. And I've kind of had to grow in that and get used to that in a leadership role of saying, thinking this is, you know, I need to put that in perspective. Uh, and still be able to enjoy myself, but it is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the part that my wife struggles with too, is it's, it never t- gets turned off. Yes. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. So for my kids, um, I'm still a big believer in entrepreneurship. Um, I'm, I will want to educate them and guide them and hopefully that interests them if that's how they're built. I do think it's, um, I think everybody can try, but I, you gotta, there are some instinct, there's some things that you have to have to yeah. be a successful entrepreneur. Absolutely. You know, it's and interesting that you, know, you say it's not cut it. off for most people. And but it is many in- days where I'm even like, do I really have that? Right. <laughs> it's not easy. But, but it is interesting you it. say about educating your kids on that. Um, you're seeing a lot more colleges. Kennesaw State was the first school in the country to do this. But a lot of them, Georgia State now has a program where they actually have a degree called entrepreneurship. You can yes. go to school, study, and get a degree in being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think you're going to see more people yeah. take on that challenge. That would be that would have been very valuable. 
you, you would have liked yeah. to have had that yes. when you were in school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Um, obviously, you have partners, hot or not, having partners. Oh, yeah. You know, for the most part, I would say hot. Mm-hmm. We've definitely had some challenges over the years on uh, agreeing for the vision of the company, what we would do at certain times. Um, we have four partners, and the way we do it, we don't really have any structure of who's the final decision maker. I guess since I was the main role in the company, that kind of goes to me. But one thing we always try to do is we never leave our board meetings with any unanswered questions or disagreements. Um, there was uh, some certain times where we did have those challenges, and I think we've learned through those. I think we've also just matured mm-hmm. and grown through that. These were um, all friends, the right? Benefit, they, yeah. Yeah. So it's has, has, that you're still partners, has that, I think. Has that put yeah. a strain on the friendship? It did. It did at one time. Yeah. You know, it, early on, it was good. Uh, so I, I would say overall hot because, you know, all of us together, we were able to help make it successful. Yes. Right? Trying to do something by yourself, there's so many things to have to do for one person. That's a lot. Where when we had four, we could divide and conquer. Right? And even all of our network of relationships, you're able to bring in more people. Uh, the challenge is, is when you start getting to a point where, when we started having significant success, all of a sudden it was, are we all in alignment with the vision and the strategy and how we do this, right? Yeah. That said, we work through those things and uh, I, I really like the support. Uh, you're not out there on an island by yourself at times. Mm-hmm. Um, when there is something very challenging and I can't go to my team and ask them, uh, I can go to my, you know, my partners and, you know, they're, they provide a really good sounding board, and so I would say overall hot. Perfect. Right. But you, you know, if I was to do it over, I definitely would. It would be great to know some of the things you're going to step into. Right. Yeah. yeah that which makes is sense. In, which is impossible. Right. It is the first time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so hot or not, sharing your financials with your employees. How much do you share yeah. with them? I I do share, I do share some of that. Um, our our, our um, uh, we've got our what I I've got several different reports that someone one's called like our bioexec report that just shares a lot of different data of how the company's performing at a company level as well as at a market level, and I share that stuff with them um, for motivational reasons or um, why do you share it with them? Just not not necessarily motivational, just to, um, in, in, in transparency and inclusion mm-hmm. and wanting them. It helps them do their job better. Um, there are a couple key reports. Um, more financially that aren't, that is just at a board level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've not seen most companies just share that out completely. Um, you know, for one reason is it's, you know, you, you get to run a business and you get to know how to run a business, you know, well enough. I could, I could go into another person's business right now. If you show me the financials, I know how they run the business and I could go do it myself. Right. I mean, you could look at our, Financials and understand our business model, how we make money, why we make money, how what what areas that we do that we put more money into that works for us, and someone could take that and go do it themselves mm-hmm. or share it out, mm-hmm. right? So um, I'm always I don't want to say I'm paranoid, but I am cautious with what is sure. shared out from that perspective, right? You don't want Not that. that I'm trying to hide it, but but you also got to think about there's other people out there trying to beat you as well. Definitely. Well, we are almost out of, your, out of time, so I wanted to give you the opportunity to tell the public that's listening, if they want to play kickball, what should they do? Where should they go? Yes, yes. You know, if I was to sum up what, what Go Kickball is, is basically we are a social co-ed 
adult kickball and other, you know, and social sports company that allows 20, 30, even 40 somethings to get out and be active, be outdoors and meet new people and be with your friends, right? We use the tool of these social sports to bring people together. And, uh, and, it, and it's great for people physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, our, our, uh, our website is gokickball.com uh, to play kickball. And again, we're in about 30 cities nationwide. Uh, and I've got great, great people leading each one of those and creating a great experience. And then we also have our um, uh, other sports that we're now doing, uh, softball, soccer, flag football, volleyball, and so on, um, through uh, Go Sports Unlimited and Go Sports Social Club. And um, they can find that at gosportsunlimited.com and gosportandsocialclub.com. So they can pick a sport, they can pick a location, and then yes. they can pick a league, or they can have you match them in a league. Correct, yes. Okay. Yep. yep. Perfect. Well, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on Between Two Trains. We really appreciate it. Uh, Rachel, thanks again for thank co-hosting. Uh, we'll, we'll be back in two weeks with another great entrepreneur here on Between Two Trains. Thank you.